Before we get deep into this conversation, it's important to note that there's a great many circumstances that can crop up around the world in terms of world occurrences, and also in a specific person's life that can cause an adult to perceive that their only option is to live with their parents. It also must be said that there's a lot of cultures around the world where living with one's parents and extended family is not only just standard, it's expected. It's also important to understand that not all parents are the same. Some parents, though it is very rare, are able to actually avoid these painful dynamics that can occur between an adult child and their parent, thus being able to actually create a positive cohabitation type dynamic. But again, it's quite rare. Because of this, I can't make a statement that it is always a bad idea as an adult to live with your parents in all situations. That being said, <laughs> living as an adult with your parents can be a really, really bad idea. It can be something that acts as a detriment to your own personal growth and life satisfaction, as well as theirs. It really often is something that raises a red flag. A lot of people who have continued to live with their parents or who have moved back in with them find themselves in a diminished state, but don't really understand exactly why, and they certainly don't understand the gravity of the situation. So today, I'm going to show you the downside of living as an adult with your parents. One, when you were young, your childhood environment, this includes the way that your parents interacted with you, served as the original contrast for your current life experience. What I mean by contrast is those wanted and unwanted, pleasant and painful experiences that ultimately formed your desires for this life. It is based off of these childhood experiences that you built the path of your own expansion. To expand is to continue to step into what is desired as a result of the wanted and unwanted experiences you had. For example, let's imagine that the way you were parented caused you to feel like your parents had you so that you could support them. This experience may give rise to the desire to be free and to live your life for what makes you passionate, doing so as part of your personal expansion. But here's the thing. Many parents don't actually change. Many parents won't actually get on board with what's actually in alignment with your expansion, especially if that opposes their needs. And so, using our example, they will not be on board with supporting you to feel free and to live your life for what makes you passionate. Instead, they will continue to demand that you live for them and shame you and impose consequences for not doing so. What this means is that for most people, continuing to live with their parents is actually an inhibitor for stepping into one's own expansion path. And moving back in with one's parents is a step backward in terms of your personal expansion path. When so many people do this, meaning they are in this childhood experience which serves as the contrast for which they want to desire something else, and that's their expansion path. When they move back in with their parents, it's like they're stepping back into the contrast. But what they're doing is they're expecting the contrast itself to change. Likelihood? Very low. On top of the fact that this is a detrimental step for one's personal growth, this gap between where somebody is and what somebody is wanting is created by doing this. It's enhanced. And that gap is what pain is all about. Two, 
When you live with your parents and it's not a good idea for you, it's not going to feel good, but oftentimes it's not going to feel bad enough for you to actually recognize the gravity of the situation or to notice just how detrimental those patterns that are occurring within that house are for your own expansion path and for your own well-being or theirs. There are several reasons for this, but the number one reason is because of normalization. We normalize any environment we're used to, regardless of whether or not in the grand scope of things it is normal or not, and what is normal, it is healthy or not. For example, normal parenting in India is extremely emotionally abusive, but it is normal and an Indian child knows no different, any more than they understand what their parent is actually doing to them. Instead, they internalize it and they blame themselves. If an adult who was raised in a normal household in India moves in with their mother or moves their mother in with them, the emotional abuse can be ruining their self-esteem and health, but they're so normalized to it that they don't even realize what is actually happening to them, or that their ill health and poor self-esteem is about the way their mother interacts with them every day. You can think of this problem as being a little bit like a slug who's in just a little bit of salt. Of course, the salt is slowly dissolving him, but he doesn't really understand why it is that he's just slowly dissolving. To understand more about this, watch my video titled How Normalization is Hurting You and Hurting Society. Three, family systems are incredibly resistant to change, and guess what? Dysfunctional family systems are even more resistant to change. That means that families can act as a serious detriment to you getting out of patterns. Living with your parents can make even the most conscious people trapped in the roles they play within these dysfunctional family systems and trapped in the patterns within these systems themselves. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but there's this giant Buddhist joke, which is, if you want to know if you're enlightened, just go visit your family. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether you live with them or go visit them. You know how it goes. Every person, whether they're living with their parents or just visiting, experiences this feeling of slipping right back into the same role they played with their family for their whole life, into the same relational patterns when they were around their family of origin. For example, you open the door to your parents' home on that holiday and all of a sudden it's like you're six years old again. You're actually 40, but you and your sister are still trying to one-up each other to vie for your dad's attention and approval. Mom's afternoon nap and doll collection makes you feel like you don't exist. The only way you got either of them to approve of you was to be everyone's little codependent helper. And there you are, washing the dishes again! Not one of your several relatives has asked you one question about your life all day, and by 3 o'clock in the afternoon you're thinking about how your current boyfriend is always focused on other things. In fact, why the hell did you think it was okay for him to go golfing instead of be there with you on this holiday? And just like that, you're convinced that your life is doomed to be an endless reminder of how unimportant you are. I can't stress this enough because in the self-help community, in the psychology community, there tends to be this assumption that you can just fix your patterns regardless of whether the environment you're in is reinforcing those patterns or is contradicting them. I don't actually agree with this. Now, we may be able to focus at this in terms of a step we can take towards empowerment. If I can't control anything external to me, what do I do with myself, right? But I want you to think about this for a minute. How easy is it going to be for you to change patterns, get out of roles, and change these dynamics if you're in an environment that by definition reinforces them? It's like asking somebody who was in a war zone to step into a place where they actually start to trust people and realize that the world is safe, and yet they're still in a war zone. 
Now, living with your parents often means fitting right back into that role you play in the family system regardless of how dysfunctional it is for you or detrimental to your personal life. It also means being stuck in those patterns that you developed as a result of that. Your parents played a very key role in forming some of these detrimental patterns that are harming you in your adult life. And unfortunately, I want this to be different, but unfortunately, it's actually very rare for a parent to act as an ally for you to change those patterns that they initially helped create, because it implies that they have to change something as well. So oftentimes, your parents will be working against you changing for the better. Using our previous example, living with her parents would reinforce her codependent role of the doormat helper, the one that is currently ruining her adult love life and it would cause her to feel unimportant and employ all of the dysfunctional strategies that she has learned to deal with that. She may even start drinking again, for example. Four, one thing that continues to prove very difficult for people to accept is the fact that even the very best parents are not actually capable of creating an environment for their children that is free from contrast. It could be argued, nor should they. <laughs> However, this means you have experienced unwanted in your childhood. You have experienced trauma, which is distress without resolve. Doesn't matter who you are or where your parents fell on that spectrum of function or dysfunction. But here's the thing about this. When we're children, we perceive ourselves to have very little power over our life experience. And I would argue with you that you are actually experiencing a high degree of powerlessness in your childhood because you're actually in a captive experience. Now, I know that most people balk when it's like, well, what do you mean? Childhood is this wonderful time of loving. But I want you to look at this from another lens. From the perspective of society, you belong to your parents. They're your captors. If you can't prove or somebody else can't prove that they're abusing you in any way, it doesn't matter how painful the dynamics are. If you run away, they're going to drag you right back there. You live according to their rules. This creates the sensation of powerlessness in childhood to be able to change any of the stressors themselves. Now, when we can't change a stressor, we have one option. That's to cope with it. Enter the realm of coping mechanisms. This means by living with your parents, all those nasty little coping mechanisms that may have saved your life back then, but definitely since then have ruined your life. Yeah, you'll be back in them. Did you use denial? Living with your parents, you will most likely slip back into denial again. Did you use self-harm? You will most likely slip back into some form of self-harm again. Were you insatiably positive to try to avoid the negative? You will slip back into blind optimism. Were you passive-aggressive? You will most likely slip back into being passive-aggressive. Did you sleep to avoid everything? You will most likely slip back into being constantly tired and sleeping a ton. Did you slip into the role of surrogate partner for your mother or father? You will most likely slip back into being their surrogate partner again, because it's the only way to get your needs met. And one of the interesting things about adult people living with their parents is an even more damaging dynamic relative to powerlessness. Remember how I said that as a child you perceive yourself to be powerless to those stressors? Well, guess what? The experience of being around your parents for a lot of people serves as a trigger for you to feel that powerlessness yet again, even when it's not the case. 
When people live with their parents, they tend to slip back into the feeling and belief that just like in childhood, they're unable to change conditions and stressors in their life. The problem is they aren't a child anymore, nor are they in the same situation. They actually could change it now. But being around their parents causes this powerlessness conditioning to kick in. To learn more about coping mechanisms, of course, you can watch my video titled How to Let Go of a Coping Mechanism. Five, especially dysfunctional parents can create dysfunctional dynamics just based off of the very decision or action to move back in with each other or to continue living with them. <laughs> For example, let's say that you had to move back in with your parent and one of your parents was encouraging you to do so, but then they flip it and it's constantly something they hold over your head as leverage to get you to do what they want. Or they let you move back in, but never stop shaming you for it. To understand more about this, you can watch my video titled Cut the Invisible Strings, How to Detach from Manipulation in Relationships. Or for example, the decision to do this could make it so that a parent moves right back in as the parent and expects you, regardless of whether it's you living with them or them living with you, to live by their rules. This makes you a second-class citizen in your own home again. For example, a mother may move in with a son and demand that she takes over his bedroom and that he keeps the house the way she wants it and that he eats only the food she cooks for him and lets her do his laundry and plays victim control dramas if he refuses, thus putting him back into the role of a child. And by doing so, she is acting as a powerful antagonistic force to his own manhood. Six, it can serve as a very detrimental force with regards to a person growing up. Living with your parents can serve as an antagonistic force to things like you maturing on a mental, emotional, and physical level, getting out of your comfort zone, experiencing the new and the different, taking responsibility, developing accountability, owning your free will, being authentic and making choices that are authentic to you, becoming autonomous, knowing yourself, leading your life, being in reality about the world, learning from mistakes, learning life skills, planning for the future, developing financial intelligence, being empowered, creating a life that you can be proud of, being confident, and becoming sensible. Seven, living with your parents can cause you to slip into shadow tribe. Mankind is currently trying to evolve from shadow tribe into conscious tribe. Of course, we know that that path of healing is not exactly a straight line, so what's happened is that humanity has swung the pendulum. There was so much pain caused as a result of Shadow Tribe that that pendulum swing came all the way over here to no tribe. <laughs> now we live in a single family home. This is not healthy, of course, and so inevitably this pendulum swing is going to settle back into a space where we're actually consciously choosing our tribe, absent of those shadow elements that can come into the picture with tribe. To understand Shadow Tribe, you have to understand that all things have a light and a dark side. All things have an upside and a downside. All things have positives and negatives, and this includes tribe. The light side of tribe is things like belonging, support, connection, being able to accomplish great things because of team effort, safety, more resources, etc. The dark side of tribe or shadow tribe is things like the inability to make changes that must be made for the benefit of members of the group or the group in general because of tradition. <laughs> belonging being conditional upon adhering to detrimental beliefs or practices, the refusal to recognize the best interests of individuals, only the best interests of the group itself, a 
dysfunctional system structure and dysfunctional dynamics within that structure, dysfunctional leadership, control and manipulative distribution over access to resources based on compliance, dysfunctional communication, no diversity, consensus that does not reflect objective truth or reality, etc. Everyone has touched shadow tribe in this lifetime if you grew up in a family. When we fall into shadow tribe, we often swallow the poison of shadow tribe, the negative traits or elements of a group, in exchange for the positive that we get. It's a little bit like a poisoned apple, honestly. Those more positive elements of tribe also cause us to negate and to excuse away detrimental thoughts, words, and actions. For example, we may see that fitting in with our family is totally dependent upon us not being financially successful. Why? Because we recognize that belonging in that family is really down to hating the rich. It's really down to commiserating about all of the misfortunes that one has experienced. And you may have seen in that family that anytime somebody actually gets wealthy, they're automatically ostracized from the rest of the group and or expected to take care of everyone else. If we live with our parents, we will be much more susceptible to succumb to our need of harmony and belonging by avoiding opportunities that might make us financially stable or successful if this is our current experience. Ready for the other element of Shadow Tribe? We might be excusing away something like racism, prejudice, or abuse because of culture or a revered religious belief, thereby succumbing to Shadow Tribe. Eight. There are also plenty of ways that you, living with your parents as an adult, is not just detrimental to you, it's detrimental to them. Some examples of this are, you might serve as an antagonistic force to their own expansion. For example, you might fall into a role that enables their dysfunctional behavior, and thus prevents them from actually creating a life that would make them happy. Or you might engage with them in a way that is re-traumatizing relative to their own childhood experience. Or you may actively impede them from doing something they really need or might really want to do. You might serve as an antagonistic force to their life satisfaction. You might put tons of pressure on them, such as emotional or financial. Regardless of whether or not your parents may have had a hand in creating some of these incredibly dysfunctional or abusive patterns within you, that still doesn't change the fact that by moving into the house with them, you could fall into these incredibly dysfunctional patterns, even potentially abuse towards them. It's really easy for adult children to be quite narcissistic about this whole idea and to just think about how it might be not benefiting them. But the reality is, is that you really do need to consider if you're moving in with your parents, how good is it for them? The experience of multi-generational households, they have real upsides and downsides. Like anything else, they contain this objective picture of both positive and negative advantages and disadvantages, and it's very important to be in reality about both sides of that coin. In one situation, a person may thrive by spending time with or even living with their parents. In another situation, a person spending time with or living with their parents may just be the reason why they are failing to thrive. And when this is the case, it's important to know why. For that reason, I hope this episode helped you to understand why. If by listening to this episode you feel like you're one of those people whose well-being is being negatively impacted by living with your parents, I want you to consider that your personal expansion and life satisfaction may just be served by finding a way to live apart from them. Indeed, for some people, the ability to thrive actually depends on it. Have a good week. 
If you liked this video, be sure to share it, like it, and also subscribe to my channel so you can see more content like this. But I want to personally thank you for taking the initiative and having the bravery to step into the space of awareness, not only for yourself, but for the benefit of those around you.